Hello and welcome to the Keto Man's Club podcast. We're glad you're here, where each week we talk about men's health and lifestyle. We do so with the foundation of the ketogenic diet and lifestyle. If you don't know what keto is, stick around and you'll find out. The podcast will bring you real honest fun. Each week we strive to uncover the tips and tricks that you can use in your everyday life to maximize your overall health and find the clearest path to becoming the best version of yourself that you were meant to be. Hello and welcome to this week's episode of the Keto Man's Club podcast. My name is Chris and I'm one of your hosts and today I'm joined by Jim and Alberto as usual. And uh, we have a guest today as as uh, regularly and we're looking forward to getting to chat with uh, Dan uh, and uh, get to hear a little bit of a different story because uh, he's at a different place in his journey than some of the people that we've talked to before. So it's going to be really interesting to talk with him. Jim, how's it going? It's good. Uh, 2020 has officially begun, and um, it was a nice New Year's and everything. Um, as we'll talk about in a couple of minutes with our uh, shout-outs of the week, uh, group growth, uh, podcast growth, everything has been solid um, as we've started the New Year. So I don't want to go any more too far in depth just yet, but it's a good uh, kickoff to 2020 for sure. Absolutely. And Alberto, what's new? Oh, same old, same old new year, uh, doing the same thing. Finally, uh, just settling into my new macros and, and kind of seeing, seeing where that's going to land me. Yeah. We need to talk about that here in a bit, just to, uh, to, to kind of get the, the, the nitty gritty on what you're, what you're doing and all that type of stuff. Um, and, uh, we've had a busy new year, um, around here, uh, in the, the, the Keto Man's Club space with the uh, new beginners group. It's starting to fill up. We've got almost a hundred members in it right now, and there's some really good conversations going. Uh, so that's, uh, something that's been, um, really cool. And so, yeah, um, life is super busy. We're doing some cool stuff this weekend, uh, down here in Texas, of course. Um, unfortunately you guys, you, you Northerners, unfortunately are going to have to, to miss out. Um, uh, but we're going to have a meetup <laughs> on Saturday and do a little bit of hangout with David Blako and record another podcast with, um, with, uh, David as our guest host, which will be fun. Um, and it's going to be, don't get any ideas though. No, I mean, no, no, yeah. no. No, nobody can actually replace you. He's just going to sit in for a time. Uh, he's, yeah, we're, we're going to have him muted the whole time. Well, and he's he's already a two-time guest, so he's like, you know. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, it's it's going to be a really great weekend. Lots and lots of uh, stuff going on. Um, and thanks to being powered by ketones, I actually have the energy for all of it, which is saying something because this weekend really is going to be a uh, crazy, crazy weekend. Um, okay. So let's, um, dive in to our shout outs of the week. I'm going to go first because we didn't talk about it beforehand and I don't want somebody to steal it. I'm going to shout out <laughs> to all of the new members that have joined us in the beginners group it, it because, <laughs> because it's really, I, I mentioned it before, but, but we, we really have seen a lot of really good conversation in the, the, the beginners group and um, a big shout out to people like John Oaks and uh, Gorman and Mike, Mike Gorman and, and all of, especially Brett, Brett's helped just dive dove straight in and he's providing all sorts of tips and tricks. And uh, we're, we're just, you know, it's just getting started. 
but I'm, I'm confident that we have a really great foundation in that new group uh, that's going to allow it to, to grow and uh, see really good things. So that's my shout out to all the, the, the people contributing to and helping build that strong foundation in the beginners group. Jim, how about you? Who's yours? Well, you didn't quite steal it, actually, so I'm going to let you have your moment there. <laughs> but um, I want to shout out to um, the new members of the Keto Man's Club, the original group. Um, each week on a Wednesday, we do a thing, um, hashtag Welcome Wednesday. Uh, Facebook has a thing right now where you can uh, collect the names and tag all the people who've joined in the last week or whatever the case may be. And so we've had 60-some um, in just since the first of the year, and there's probably even been more than that, but when I did this week's Welcome Wednesday, it was over 60. Um, we're closing in on 3,200 members of the group, which is just fantastic. And we've tweaked our um, security questions for guys who um, are interested in joining, and we've asked where they are learning about us and where they're from and different things. There have been a lot of people who are finding us organically through Facebook, just searching for keto, but there have been a lot of guys who are finding us through the podcast, which is just awesome uh i've seen things of uh some groups that are uh focused on barbecue and meat and we've been brought up there so this ripple effect of what we've got going on just continues to amaze me and it's awesome so my shout out is just the new guys in the club and welcome to it and onward we go in 2020 absolutely well let's uh let's use this as a, a chance to talk uh with uh, with berto he's uh, coming off of his um coming off of his bolt and going into more of like a maintenance or you know trying to land somewhere type thing to, uh, tell us a little bit about what that's l- uh, looking like for you kind of how you came to the the macro numbers that you can that you're coming to that type of thing berto well first i get to do my call out Oh, oh yeah, sorry. I'm totally <laughs> – I've got like no, four it, side uh, conversations going on right now. So, spot. I think we made – Dan, what are you doing for the, every Wednesday night for the rest of the year? I... <laughs> Get David on the phone. No, actually, uh, my call out is that he's not a member and he's also not keto, but he is my dad. And he turned 70 years old today. So uh, he's had a bit of a rough year. He's on the up and up. Things are looking looking good for him. His health has turned around. And for his birthday, my mom bought him one of our shirts. So how cool is that? Woohoo! Yes, and shirt sales uh, are probably actually closed by the time that this gets posted. Um, we have basically reached the number that we need to to be able to do it. So uh, at this point, we, we're, we're definitely doing it. And from the time that this airs, hopefully we'll have the shirt in people's hands within two to three weeks. So um, that's exciting stuff. It will be great to have our first, uh, first launch out there and uh, get that all uh, done and, uh, and move on to, to number two, whatever that looks like. So that'll be great. So, okay, okay. Now my back question. to the original question since I, I feel validated now. <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, bulk successfully came to a close. Um, worked out. My goal was 180 pounds. I got up to 186. And, you know, the whole thing, I was like, well, if I make it, you know, weight fluctuates a lot. Like, you know, even for me at maintenance level, my weight can fluctuate quite a bit. So for me, 185 pounds was like a guaranteed 180, you know, given the little bit of fluctuation. Uh, macros have dropped down a little bit. So I'm just over 3,000 calories, uh, 250-something grams of fat, and then the protein is 
still stayed around the same, right around the hundred. I think it's set at like 150 something. But if I go over protein, I don't, I don't sweat it much. The important thing for me is the calories. So, mm-hmm. so I, I just brought it back down a little bit. I'm gonna obviously stop trying to gain and just kind of and just kind of see where see where things fall. This is all new territory for me. I, I've never in my life have been healthy enough to try to like manipulate my physique through food. So it's been quite the experience. Um, I, I am starting to shed a little bit, which I didn't, you know, I kind of figured I would when you, when you force feed yourself for five months, then you stop force feeding yourself and eat a little more comfortably then you're naturally going to lose a little bit of weight. So it's, it's coming down slowly. I think the last time I weighed myself, which is sometime last week, I was already down two or three pounds. Uh, love handles seem to be the first things that are going and a little bit of abs starting to pop out again. So uh, it'll be interesting. I'm going to, you know, ride this out maintenance for, for a little while. I want to, the goal for me right now is I do not want to dip below 180 pounds. It's just, it's just a number that's always been stuck in my head. Um, it, there's really no rhyme or reason behind it, but regardless of what my physique ends up looking like, I want to be at 180 pounds or above. So it'll be very interesting to see how this goes moving forward. Sure. Well, that's really cool. Um, one of the things that we uh, maybe I can I can ask you to uh, to to do this for the beginners group, but a, a topic that I don't think a lot of people, whenever they're just starting uh, keto, really understand. I don't. I know that know for sure that I didn't. Was uh, the basics of what macros are. And then, um, you know, how, how they, they kind of work together. Can you uh, real quickly give a breakdown on what macros are and, uh, why you would manipulate them both calorically and percentage wise, as far as, uh, how much protein carbs and so on? Uh, we'll, we'll do this all in the, in the most basic terms possible. Uh, carbs, are the bad ones, <laughs> you know, uh, to keep it very simple, um, Leafy green above ground vegetables are pretty much uh, the carbs that you're going to consume. Your broccoli, your spinach, your cauliflower. Um, for, like I said, in the most simple terms, if it grew underground, then then it, it's safe to say it's pretty much off limits for uh, for keto. Uh, fat, we all know what fat is. It's what we all feared for most of our lives because it was you know it was the big bad wolf. And let's just call protein the muscle builder. You know, you want to make sure you have adequate protein. And we were talking about this earlier, like, uh, when I was bulking, I was at 185 grams of protein, which is a lot of protein by most people's standards, keto or not, Mm -hmm. but it was moderate protein in the sense that when you compared it to my 310 grams of fat, (laughs) that no, my fat was very high. My protein was moderate compared to that, even though if you took a look at the protein by itself, uh, the protein itself was still at a pretty substantial amount. I think that's one of the things I actually, in my, in my, uh, testosterone Facebook group, uh, there, there was a little bit of, uh, conversation that, that was keto related. And I, I put in my little two, my, my two cents and, uh, the, the, uh, protein, what is it called? Uh, the, the, the modified, you know, it basically higher protein, moderate, moderate fat keto crew started voicing their, their, you know, things and you can't gain muscle on, or you can't, you know, all this stuff. And I'm like, look at these people, look at these people. They're doing it on a very high fat thing. Now 
that what they were thinking was that they're sacrificing in the protein because I think that they still had it in their mind that they were that they needed to be under some you know two thousand calorie limit or something like that. And you're living proof that uh, for some people, uh, once you when once you're metabolically healthy, three to four thousand calories when you're physically active and have an active job that has you, you know, running around, uh, you know, the state and paint shops all over, you know, all over the place that you need three or 4,000 calories uh, when you're trying to add lean mass. Now, if you're not trying to, 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 or if you're not super active, like I, I'm not super active these days. I'm, I'm doing two or three workouts a week uh, at, at Kung Fu and, and, and that's lucky if I get that much, uh, actually. Um, so, you know, I'm, I, for me, I don't need that much, but I, it's all about the proportion of how much fat to the protein. So I'm still going to aim for 150, 160 grams of protein, because that's really kind of what I want as a, uh, as a final lean mass, uh, that, you know, at the end of the day, what, what I'd like to be is at, at about 200 pounds. And I could, you know, I don't want to necessarily be super, super lean because I, I think that's harder to maintain. Um, and at least until you're really, really metabolically healthy, but, um, the, for, for me, my, I doing 160 to 180 you know grams of protein really isn't that big of a deal to to me but i also get at least a one to one uh ratio of fat to protein in that regard and you know if not more if not more than that. uh so it, it's kind of one of those things that i i think there's a lot of misunderstanding about the proportions that you know high fat doesn't necessarily mean um that you're low protein or that your moderate protein is super low and, uh, and, and all of that. Now there, there is, they, they, they will go on all day. That particular camp will go on all day about the science behind all of that. And there is science behind it. There is, but there's also science behind the high fat side too. And, uh, there's also a lot of people exhibiting exactly how it works. Uh, yes. taking Robert Sykes as a very, very good example. who's very yeah, publicly he, showing his, his, uh, competition prep right now. And he's a prime example where, where, where he, he's a private, well, and, and kind of the same philosophy I'm following is, is once you are in, he, he refers to it as keto adapted. Uh, once you are fat adapted, I've been fat adapted for years, so it, it's almost a different playbook mm-hmm. for us. Uh, I'm not that I'm anywhere near his level, but I mean the proof was in the pudding. Like I posted my my results in you know some of these lower fat, higher protein groups where I'm, I'm real friendly with the guys, and and you know a couple of the guys on there were like dumbfounded that I was mm-hmm. able to you know consume 310 grams of fat a day. Yeah, did it make me fat? I'm gonna say no. Did it make me fluffy? A little bit, but when you're bulking, you know, there, there's a give and take. If you're going to try to gain weight and gain muscle yeah. and you're going to, you're going to do it aggressively, you're, you are going to put on a little bit of fluff. But the way I kind of wrapped it all up was the fact that I was able to go from 174 to 186 pounds with maybe a 3% fluctuation in body fat and still have something that resembles abs after eating 300 plus grams of fat for five months. Uh, fat did not make me fat. No, nope. <laughs> no, I, I would, I would definitely say that you, you bulked, but you didn't, you did not get fat and that's, you know, it is, it is what it is. I, I, I think, I, I hope that people will, that, that will help people that, that, that they know that, 
you know, whatever school of thought that they're coming from, that maybe, you know, what one pe- one group or what one person uh, prescribes to isn't necessarily meant for them and what, what works for them may not work for other people. And so, uh, you know, we're, we're all in different places. We're all metabolically unique. And so we have to find out what works for us, but changing or adjusting those proportions of protein to fat and then keeping those carbs ultra low, that's keto, whatever that looks like, whatever those proportions are. And so Jim, do you have any other input in that regard or, or, you know, any, Anything, any observations regarding uh, macros and whatnot? The only thing I think I would add is just that it is an ongoing um, measurement, so to speak. I mean, as Alberto mentioned, you know, with he was, excuse me, changing his food plan and bulking up and things like that. So you have to be mindful of that. So as you are changing physically in the way that you're eating, because of the way that you're eating and everything, you have to be mindful of. Um, adjusting your macros accordingly as well, just to be uh, just to be aware of that. So don't think that once it's done, it's a Ronco set it and forget it kind of thing. You you'll always be adjusting and tweaking as you uh, lose weight, gain muscle, whatever the case may be. Mm-hmm. Yeah, a, a lot of people will say, you know, if you're continuing to lose weight, about every twenty to thirty pounds, you need to reevaluate your your macros and uh, and then whenever you start getting even leaner than that, you probably want to reevaluate them every ten to fifteen, um, so that you're you're making sure that you're calorically getting enough. That's important. Mm-hmm. That's, um, but also that you're that you aren't uh, overdoing it where you you don't need to, um, and and making sure that you're getting an appropriate amount of protein because that that is actually important. Now keto is extremely muscle sparing, so I actually had a conversation with one of our members uh, recently in in private message uh, earlier today, uh, and he reached out and he's like, okay, I think I've lost too much weight. And what, you know, after discussion with him at six foot three, 140 pounds is uh, probably a little thin. Uh, At least I can see where he would feel very, very thin. And um, so my suggestion was uh, based on our discussion was he needs to actually eat more and he needs to increase his protein and uh, he needs to work out more and try to build muscle. And so that's what he's going to do. And I, I, I'm you know, referred to what Berto has been doing for, for the ex- express reason that, that, that Berto has been doing just that. He got to the point where he was like, okay, I'm cool being this weight, but I'd rather be a little bit bigger, be a little bit bulkier, uh, carry a little bit more, more mass. And there's nothing wrong with that. That's all, um, that's all fine. Um, trying to, to modify your physique in that way. Well, that brings us to our, our guests because uh, it's and, and I'm actually I'm going to just divert to, to Berto on this one because uh, he's going to be able to do a better uh, better job of, of giving a more complete uh, introduction of our guests. So, Berto, take it away. Yeah, we kind of took a slightly different approach. Uh, a guy who's a uh, newer to keto. I've known Dan. Uh, geez, Dan, I don't even know how long I've known you. I've known Dan so long, I don't know how long I've known Dan. <laughs> <laughs> But uh, one of my, one of my best friends from the same town. We grew we grew up in the same town. Um, I've known the guy forever. Uh, the irony is here, and I'm sure we'll get into it. Is I mean, back when we first met, this man is an absolute 
animal in the gym. You want to talk about brute strength. The numbers this guy could push when he was serious into weightlifting it, are just dumbfounding. And I hope, I'm sure you remember what they were because I want to bring them up. Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> and so, we, you know, I, w- I would go to him for weightlifting advice and we'd get some workouts in and go back and forth. And, uh, you know, then I, I went keto and we still talked. And then now it, it kind of train has kind of turned around to where now he's been coming to me for keto advice and we're all going to be one big happy family again. As soon as he <laughs> pretty much just walks to his basement, to his massive gym. <laughs> yeah. So, um, Dan, tell us a little bit about yourself. Get, let's get started. Um, like it, obviously you, you've been a, a bit of a gym rat. It sounds like, so tell us yeah. about how you got into that. And, and then also tell us what your diet was like pre keto, uh, what things you tried and, and stuff like that. Uh, so I got into weightlifting like basically right out of high school. Um, I kind of always been like a little bit, you know, not like really big, but like, you know, carried a little extra weight on me. So I think out of high school, I was like uh, about 280. Um, you know, and for reference, I'm like about 6'1", 6'2". Um, and I wanted to get in shape. So uh started buying, you know, like a little home gym setup. Uh so initially, it was all just, you know, home gym stuff, uh, started doing workouts, got really into that. And then um, I actually ended up going to work for the company that I was purchasing my gym equipment from. Um, and while I worked for them, like I got some like legit commercial gym equipment that we pulled out of commercial gyms uh, because we sold them new equipment. And I got killer deals on, you know, some commercial like cable crossovers seated rows, benches, stuff like that. So I, uh, I really set up like a pretty legit, uh, commercial gym. Uh, yeah, initially at the, the basement at my parents' house. And then, um, you know, obviously when I moved, bought my house, I, I brought it to my house. So at the time I went from 280 down to 183. Um, and that was, uh, not very healthy way to do it. Um, I basically only ate one legit food meal a day. Uh, everything else was bars and shakes, um, worked well, but like I said, obviously, you know, I'm not really getting whole food. Um, my one food meal was, um, a can of tuna, 14 wheat thins, and then a little bit of like mayo and relish mixed in with the tuna, um, worked really well. I got super lean. Um, and I uh, was able to maintain that for a little bit. Uh, and then basically the reason that didn't work for me was uh, I was in college at that time. And uh, when I got out of college and I started working, I do landscaping for a living and I have my entire life. Well, you know, uh, that kind of workouts I was doing on top of physical labor all day, I just couldn't operate with my calories as low as they were. Um you know, my calories were like sub 2000 calories a day. Um, got out of it, you know, by the time I was 25 was the first time I hit 300 pounds. And I was like, oh, shit, you know, I need to do something about this. And uh, just got back into the gym, you know, and and got my diet back under control. Um, dropped like uh, 40 pounds in six weeks. Um, you know, kind of maintain that. So I was back down to, uh, 260. Um, and then, you know, just kind of yo-yoed ever since then. 
Um, got really into weightlifting in my 30s, uh, more like bodybuilding, kind of researching more along that line. And like the times where I'd get really lean was always limiting carbs. So if I did like, let's say two, two meals where I had like half cup of cooked brown rice per meal. Um, and then my breakfast, I'd have like a little bit of fruits and veggies, uh, mixed into a smoothie. Um, obviously protein was really high. Um, you know, I mean, you're talking like, uh, 300 grams of protein a day. Um, obviously some of it from food, a lot of it from shakes, um, very low fat though. So it worked. Um, I don't honestly know what my weight got down to. I was just kind of gauging it all just based on like holes in my belt. Um, and, uh, I decided I wanted more muscle mass and, uh, started kind of bulking, um, except total dirty bulk. You know, I mean, I was eating like Girl Scout cookies and gelato and stuff like that. And I get killer pumps in the gym. Um, and I was putting on muscle mass, you know, very well, which is what I wanted to do. Um, but then I just, you know, I'd always have to cut carbs to get it like to start leaning out. Um, and it was just, you know, carbs, low protein, high fat, low is just, you know, for me, it, it, sure it works to cut fat, but it's, uh, it, it doesn't work in terms of something for me to easily stick to. Um, you know, when, when you're eating like brown rice or sweet potatoes, everything's, you know, obviously weighed out and you're eating a lot of like grilled chicken breast, um, lean red meat. Uh, it just, I, for me, it's very hard to sustain that for, uh, any length of time. And, um, you know, obviously just different things happen. And I started, uh, eating poorly again, going like completely off plan. Um, and then I got really busy between both of my businesses a few years ago. And, you know, I mean, just basically, resulted to uh or resorted to uh fast food eating you know pretty much for three meals a day um which obviously that's when you know weight gain really really happened again um you know quickly got back over 300 pounds and then you know obviously my health uh just kind of gradually uh just gradually got worse you know um which is uh, eventually what led me to um, limiting carbs. Like my my goal was never like, oh, I'm going to do keto. Um, you know, like Birdo said, I've been friends with him since, I think since like 2009. Um, Sounds about right. Yeah. And then, you know, like he said, you know, we, we, we grab a lift a couple times and um, I don't even remember when that was. I remember... I just remember him coming over and, you know, he wanted to see what he could bench because, like, I could spot for him. And, like, obviously, you know, his workouts, he's normally working out solo. And I was like, cool, you know, I'll, I'll be good to have, like, a legit spotter. And because uh, it had been a while since I had benched heavier, I was doing more volume at the time. And, uh, you know, I was able to throw three plates on the on the 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 bar and uh, flat bench it, you know, pretty, pretty easy. Um and, uh, so strength, you know, building muscle, like I always kind of excelled at that. Um, it's always been the, the at loss that, uh, that's really been, been a struggle for me. 
Um, and if I did do it, it was obviously a struggle to maintain that. And that's, um, like I said, once my health started to go down, I just started to like do a little bit of research on my own and, and stuff like that. And, and, you know, I've always talked with Birdo and obviously seen his success with keto. And so first I just kind of started like, okay, I'm going to cut out, like, I need to cut out sugar. Like sugar is, you know, obviously not good for you, especially in any large quantities. And that was like, I was like sweet. So like, while I thought I was like trying to eat healthier, like getting Panera or anything, I would always like see on their menu board, like a cookie. And I'd be like, Oh, let me get a cookie or let me get a muffin, you know, whatever it was. And you kind of think, I think kind of like when we grow up and like how we were taught to eat like healthy, like you kind of think like, Oh, well, if I'm having like a half salad and I'm having a half flatbread sandwich, and uh, unsweetened iced tea, like if I have a cookie, it's no big deal. Um, and so I don't know if it was just like the condition of my health by that point or whatever, but like I was eating like that or I'd eat like a full salad for lunch and, you know, unsweet tea and a cookie. I always had to have the, sh the sugar. And, um, you know, I, I just kept gaining weight and uh, feeling worse. And uh, then, you know, like I said, cut out sugar, started to cut out grain. So I had very little carbs that I was really eating. Like my carbs were coming from fruit. And uh, I ended up talking with Berto again, you know, just called him up out of the blue on a weekend or something. And I said, you know, this is what I'm doing. And he's like, dude, he's like, you know, he's like for somebody your size, he's like, if you just cut out some of that fruit, man, like you'd already be doing keto. Because previously, like for me, at least, like when you hear keto and you hear like, oh, you got to keep your carbs under 25 grams of carbs like it kind of seems uh almost like impossible you know until you're doing it and then you're like oh okay this isn't that bad you know yeah because i remember when you were like just kind of flirting with it and he you know he called me up and he's talking to me he's like well look he's like i eat an apple every day <laughs> and i was yeah, like all right yeah. well first of all are you on any medications and he's like no I go, okay. So I go, you know, weight's a problem. You're, you're, you're having issues with weight. And, you know, he said he was having trouble getting, getting along, getting around at work. And I was like, all right, well, like, let me put it to you this way. I go, if you're not on any medications, you don't have any health issues. I go, you know, anyone who has gotten extremely unhealthy by eating an apple a day. And uh, obviously for the most part, the answer is no, if you're, you know, if you're otherwise metabolically healthy. And that's when yeah. the conversation came up where like, but if you just cut out that apple, I mean, you're already here. Right. And so, I mean, he, he, I think you stuck with your apple for a little while. But then after a while, you're just like, man, let's just not. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Cause I like initially I was doing like two apples a day and I wasn't eating like the full apples cause I got a couple of Rottweilers. So like they love apples. So like I'd give them, you know, like a third of the apple each time. But yeah, I was doing that. And then you, you know, I cut it down to one and then eventually, yeah, I was just like, oh, okay. You know, uh, obviously Berto knows what he's talking about. You know, I don't need the apple. So let me just kind of, kind of cut that out and see what it does, you know. Yeah, it be it begs the question with that type of thing uh, of why are you eating the apple? Well, I, you know, I, yeah. you know, they're healthy, right? Right. Well, yes, technically they are if it's like off the tree, but if it's straight off the tree and it was actually, you know, not completely modified, chances are it would actually be bitter and you wouldn't want to eat one every day. The, the ones that you get in the grocery store are so not natural, it's kind of 
kind of crazy. So that that's that's one of the reasons why I don't do fruit anymore is just the fact that fruit isn't actually what it was supposed to be um, anymore. At least not not what they sell in the typical uh, grocery store. I, I remember the uh, apples that my that that uh, grew on the trees that I think still are on my uh, the the property that my grandparents lived in my entire life, and they they're they were a red apple, but it was as tart and as, as bitter as a granny Smith. That's why I like granny Smith apples uh, as much as I did. Um, but I can totally do without them. And so I do. Uh, but yeah, that's, that's it. It's one of those questions that we all have to ask about anything, whatever, it, whatever it is, whether it be an apple or a quest bar or whatever, that item that is, uh, not getting you under a certain amount of carbs or whatever it is. It, it doesn't even have to be, you know, carb based. Why am I eating it? Is it actually something that I need to eat? And right. that, that gets into mindset and things like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, uh, so you own your own landscape company. And I know one of the conversations we had uh, just as you were getting into this. And one of the first things you noticed is like you were you were really starting to struggle day to day, just just getting along and doing your job. And yeah. I think that's kind of what uh what pulled the trigger for you. So talk about what you were struggling with and then what the notices, the things you noticed that almost started immediately changing, you know, as you slowly started dialing in and getting closer and closer to how you're eating now. Well, so like um as I was talking with Chris, you know, prior to the podcast, um, being landscaping and being in Illinois, you know, I'm shut down from December through about middle of March. So you know, I got my little side business, but it's, it's, you know, it's pretty sedentary. Like I, I sit at a workbench and I build things. So not very active. Um, and I kept, you know, eating very poorly last winter. So like you fast forward through, okay, it's time to get the business up and rolling, get everything going, get the guys started. And, uh, yeah, I mean, you know, I was just struggling. Um, you know, I do all of our chemical applications. So like, 50 pound bags of fertilizer. I got a pallet of them in the back of my truck. I need to grab them from the back of my truck, empty them into my spreader. That was the issue for me. Um, doing the chemical stuff. I also spray yards for weeds. So I'll pull up to, uh, I got a 400 foot hose reel off a 200 gallon tank in the bed of my truck. And, you know, I mean, when you're pulling four, up to 400 feet of hose, you know, uh, full of liquid, that stuff, gets a little heavy and obviously being being business you know you're trying to walk through these yards as quickly as you can uh and obviously still doing a good job so you know when you're trying to walk as fast as you can pull the hose with you you know being severely overweight and being unhealthy i mean like i talk about being winded and like you know i'd finish a yard i'd reel up the hose and like get into the truck and i'd just be like man like I got to do something because like I'm struggling to do this and I'm the only one that does this aspect of our business. You know, I don't have anybody else that I can say, Hey, go do this because I'm struggling. Um, so there was that. And then like, I noticed like, you know, kind of like my, my feet were like getting more, you know, kind of swollen or whatever. Um, my ankles, you know, and I just kind of figured it was just, oh, well, yeah, I mean, obviously the weight is hard on my joints. Um, but I think it was like a circulation issue, you know, I mean, um, and that was where I, like, I really noticed it. And I guess what really like kind of was like the, oh, shit, 
I need to do something because otherwise, like my health is going to get really bad, really fast. And, you know, obviously I don't want to get like diabetic or anything like that, where like I could possibly risk losing, you know, like a foot or part of my leg or whatever the case may be. Um, and that was kind of what really, I guess, really pushed me into getting to, to like, you know, just Googling stuff online. And then, uh, I ended up watching the, uh, the Vinnie Tortorich, uh, fat documentary. Um, and then I watched, there was some other documentary like that was free on Amazon prime, like called what's with wheat or whatever. Um, so between all of that and, you know, I've, uh, my mom's really into health. Uh, she had cancer five years ago. Um, and ever since then, it's just been really like holistic and, you know, trying to, to eat everything. She reads like a lot of books. Like she's read, uh, Perlmutter's Grain Brain, um, some other books like that. And, and really like about getting rid of inflammation and all that in the body. And so like, I've obviously known, you know, through her, especially, about, you know, don't eat sugar, don't eat grain. Like, she obviously, she stays away from all that. So, yeah, all of that, you know, kind of put together was, like, the perfect thing to get it to where all I was having was, like, those apples, which then, you know, when I was, that was, uh, obviously, uh, my health was improving because my carbs had just got pulled and I had no more sugars, no more grains, well, except for, obviously, sugar and apple. But, you know, then obviously when I started getting more to the keto side is when I really started seeing, you know, more drastic, more rapid changes in, you know, in my health and, um, you know, just like how my clothes were fitting, uh, how I could do my job, um, stuff like that. You know, I mean, it just overall just across the board, I mean, was like take me from I don't know when that was, you know, maybe like August. You know, take me from August when I kind of started like flirting with, you know, the low carb stuff until like November when I think I probably went like legit full blown keto, like October sometime beginning of October. Um, And I mean, just like my ability to do my job by the beginning of November, you know, I mean, I, I hadn't been able to produce that level of uh of output in a day for years uh just because you know my health was getting worse with the weight gain i want to ask you a question dan um talking yes. about your size and everything you know there's there's people out there well, let me backtrack tonight at the gym i saw this uh side-by-side comparison kind of thing they're doing these in-body scans at the gym and whatnot and showing how people can weigh the same and be completely different in a body structure so mm-hmm. when you said that at one point, you know, you were right around that 300 mark or whatnot, I'm just going to ask it. Were you the guy that had the gut that hung down to his knees kind of thing? Or were you this guy that just was a big guy that was pretty solid for the work that he did and all that other stuff? Did you ever get like a, a body mass index or anything? I'm just kind of curious because, you know, some people, people will hear 300 like, oh my gosh, that's huge. And I'm, and it's a big number, but yet some people can be built really well and be in that 250 260 range because they're just solid muscle so i'm just kind of curious what your body composition was kind of like at that point so um yeah i I never really had like a belly that really hanged down you know or hung down um i've always obviously held weight 
at my midsection, especially like love handles, stomach, um, you know, obviously distributed all over my body, but those were obviously the largest deposits. Um, but yeah, so a lot of people, uh, for example, like, uh, back in, I think it was like about 2012. Um, I was like probably about 360 them. And, uh, you know, when people heard that, like, as I was losing weight and, you know, going down and whatever, um, they'd be like, wait, what you weigh 360. And I was like, yeah, you know, and people that I hung out with on a weekly basis. So they had no idea, kind of like what you're saying that like, I actually weighed that much because when they think of 360 pounds or, you know, 380 pounds, whatever you think of somebody with like a massive belly that sticks out or, you know, somebody that like may look like they're like pregnant or, you know, whatever. And my size. So like, uh, I have very broad shoulders. And like, even like being fairly lean, like I'm one of those people, like kind of what you said. So like, if I, if I'm lifting weights and I get down to like 250, you know, I look like I'm jacked at, you know, 250, 240 and I look fairly lean, um, 270, you know, not, you, you could still like under my shirt, see, like, obviously I got love handles, you know, stuff like that. Um, but nothing, nothing major, you know, I mean, I could be, I could be 280 and, you know, look like how a lot of people might look when they're like, let's say 220 or, you know, 215. So yeah, like you said, it does vary greatly person to person, um, just in your frame and how you're built, you know, I mean, I'm even being lean, I got close to like a 50 inch chest and, uh, being lean, I have like a stupid small waist if I'm actually lean, like. That's why my waist can get down to a 32 inch waist. But, you know, just because of how big I am up top at my shoulders, if I'm rocking a 42 inch waist, you know, my my up top is still so much larger. You can't really tell, you know, the amount of fat that I'm carrying if, you know, even at a 40, 42 inch waist, you know. Right. Right. So um, so what? What have been your results so far? It, it, well, it, re- recap for us again, how long you've, you've officially been ketogenic and then like what the results have been, even if they're just felt results, uh, in that time. I would say like officially ketogenic, you know, where I wasn't having like any fruit, um, or mainly, you know, cut out the apples and I wasn't like eating, you know, chicken nuggets in a pinch or something like that probably since the beginning of, uh, October, you know, first or second week in October. Um, and as far as results, um, let's see, I've dropped, uh, I think I've dropped about six inches, you know, on my waist. Um, and then shirt size, like I still wear, I'll still wear the same size shirts. It's just like before, I would really have to like put them on and, you know, stretch them out so that they fit and everything. And they weren't like skin tight. Whereas now I can just put them on straight out of the dryer and they're baggy on me. Um, like for example, like I was wearing a shirt, uh, last night, you know, when I was getting ready for bed that I remember like over the summer, like back in August, let's say 
where like I go to put this shirt on and like it fit me like, you know, Winnie the Pooh, you know, where like the thing didn't even cover my belly, you know? Okay. <laughs> it was like, I, there's a there's a Saturday Night Live skit that involves Winnie the Pooh with no pants and I just had a bad visual there. <laughs> I apologize. So yeah, yeah. It's like, you know, my Winnie mind the Pooh and a crop a dark top. Place and I, I can figure it back out. <laughs> but yeah, I went from like, you know, that t-shirt was like, skin tight hard to even like put it on and like i literally couldn't even like pull it past my belly button so like now you know i can wash it dry it throw it on out of the shower and like you know i mean i don't know i didn't measure but i think it's like three four inches below my waistband you know now so like it, it, it made my shirt like i don't know six inches longer or whatever let's say and one thing uh you don't weigh yourself at all I don't, I, or very no. rarely ever. Like, so you, I, you don't I, even know. <laughs> yeah, no, I do not know. Um, people have asked me that. And I'm like, well, you know, the scale that I have always had, like, stops at 300. So, you know, I couldn't tell you where I was. Uh, I would honestly venture to say, like, I probably started about 380, probably 380, 390. Um, definitely the biggest I'd ever been, you know, I mean, it was getting at that point where, you know, like sitting down and putting your socks on was, you know, starting to become like, okay, all this fat on my midsection is in my way to bend over and put my socks on, you know? Yeah, I, I think, well, I know I've been there, um, where I, it, it was leaning over and you're going, okay, how long can I hold my breath so that I can actually get this done? Or yeah. where, where can I, where can I throw my foot up on, on, you know, this or that or the other thing so that I can tie my shoes. That was, that was always, it. I could always reach my feet, but how, how long can I stay there? I've right. flexible, <laughs> but I haven't always been able to breathe and do it at the same time. So uh, that's, uh, that's definitely a benefit of losing most of uh, the gut and having, um, you know, all of that. So, so let's um, let's talk about where you're going, kind of what your your observations have been so far in um, in sh- er, well let let's re- let me rephrase and say where in in from where you're at right now, looking into the future based on the things that you've experienced. What are you? planning to do are you you planning any tweaks or changes are you going to modify any of your your eating habits to try to reach any specific goals what what is that looking like for you now and we're going to double that question up um and this kind of goes along with that i really want you to only because i know the answer to this how you how you're eating now and what you're using now like compared to what it was just a few months ago. As far as like how my diet has changed or. Yeah. And you know how, how you've changed your diet. Cause uh, I mean, you already said it, you were eating out three meals yeah. a day. Yeah. And when yeah. was the last time you probably went out to eat that you can remember? Uh, this I don't know last... the answer to. I'm just asking. <laughs> uh-huh. Okay. Uh, last time I got food. Well, so last time I went out to eat was uh company christmas dinner um so first week of december 
Um, and that was, you know, Mexican restaurant. Uh, it's where all our employees pick to go. So I figured, you know, no big deal. Go there. I see Berto, you know, go out to eat all the time and he gets, you know, what is it like uh, two orders of double fajitas or whatever you get. Uh, mm-hmm. And I was I was like, yeah, I was like, I mean, I'm, I can't go as hard as Berto eating that amount of food, but like <laughs> I'll get, you know, like a double order of fajitas, you know, no rice, no beans, no tortillas, obviously. Um, and then like, oddly enough, like I'd never been to this place before. It's like the only Mexican restaurant that like doesn't have fajitas on the menu. So I'm like, oh, okay, cool. So they had a like cut up ribeye with poblano peppers and cheese. So I got that and, um, you know, told them no rice, you know, no beans. Don't bother to bring me out tortillas because that's all included. Um, And I had that. And, uh, you know, I mean, it was good. It's obviously following keto because like there's not a lot of carbs in uh, poblanos. Um, prior to that, the last time I got like fast food or ate out at all was, uh, back in November, um, while we were working, I was, I was pretty hungry one afternoon and, uh, I stopped and got, you know, um, local hamburger joint. I do like what a lot of guys do when they go to five guys or whatever. So I got a double cheeseburger, uh, with bacon, extra bacon, you know, cheese, um and no bun so they just give it to you in a you know a little tray and a knife and a fork and everything you know just eat that and um now as far as uh chris's question like where i plan on going or or tweaks to make or whatever um yeah i've I've kind of been tweaking everything the entire time um and like as berto can attest to like i'll call him randomly or text him randomly and i'll be like you know, say something that I've realized just in myself as I go along the, the, the way with this. Um, and, you know, Berto's always, you know, in his posting, you always see him talk about, you know, keep it simple, like beef and eggs never do you wrong. And, um, you know, initially I was trying different things, like different foods. So like I was getting like, you know, smoked sausage that didn't have any carbs, like grass fed beef franks. Um, stuff like that. It was all carb free, but obviously it was more processed stuff. Um, and I was seeing the results with it, but like, then, uh, like a week or two later, I, you know, listened to Berto essentially. And I started making, you know, stuff with ground beef or like making a steak or cooking a roast, you know? So I was mainly beef and eggs that week with some bacon. And I noticed that for myself, at least, um, like my body liked that better. Like I just felt better having that type of meal versus like all the more processed, like type of sausages and stuff. Um, so I just plan to continue to kind of, kind of stick pretty heavy with the beef eggs, you know, bacon, uh, obviously. Um, I bought a bunch of ribs cause they were on sale. So, uh, you know, I have some ribs here and there. um, I don't like a pork heavy diet. So, you know, just kind of mix in the pork. And then, um, this week just started working out a little bit. Uh, you know, obviously starting slow, getting back into the swing of things. Uh, and then my ultimate goal is to obviously continue to ramp it up and build some of the muscle back that I lost from two years of not lifting. Um, and then, you know, obviously use that to help me, uh, continue to burn fat, you know, even faster. Um, 
and then just continue to tweak it from there. You know, I don't really, I don't really track my macros. Um, I keep track of my carbs, but like, I, I don't really eat a lot of carbs. So like for the most part on a daily basis, like I'll eat two meals. Um, sometimes I'll have a snack midday. And if I have a snack midday, it's going to be like one of those little single serve, like ounce and a half tubes of, uh, almonds, blue diamond almonds. Um, so depending on which one I have, I mean, you're looking at like three grams net carbs or four grams net carbs. Um, sometimes if I'm really like hungry, I'll have two of those, but generally I only have one. Um, and other than that, I mean, you know, I'm just, I'm mainly eating meat and, uh, some cheese with it. Um, you know, occasionally I have a little bit of spinach, uh, or poblano peppers. So, you know, for me, at least it's pretty easy to keep my carbs under 25. Um, and I just make sure that I do that. And then I don't really track my other intake other than, you know, I, when I initially started, I wasn't eating enough food. Um, and that's kind of where I asked Berto, you know, his advice. And he told me what keto calculator to check out. And, uh, you know, I punched in, you know, everything and it was telling me I should be, eating. I think it was, uh, at the time because of my activity level, it was telling me like, I think about 3,200 calories a day for accelerated fat loss. So I was just trying to make sure to make like a conscious effort to make sure I was eating enough food. Cause I didn't, I wanted to make sure I didn't like cut it too much initially to where like, you know, obviously you got to cut it, cut it, cut it, like pull it as you're cutting down. You know, I don't want to get to the point where like I'm running out of calories to pull from or, you know, it's affecting my health or my energy level because like my calories have gotten so low. Um, but yeah, ultimately, like, you know, uh, my goal is kind of do, um, you know, essentially what Berto's done as far as, uh, you know, build muscle mass, lean out and uh, just kind of kind of get to a level with that where or I'm happy with it. And it's, it's something fairly, um, you know, easy to maintain. And, um, I think also like for me, like a lot like Berto, like I'm kind of all or nothing with everything that I do. So, um, you know, with, with, with his help and the advice and everything and getting into keto, like if I can get into something, and like do it for like three weeks, four weeks consistently. Yeah, it just kind of becomes like a routine. Um, so now like I don't really have to put like a lot of thought into it or like, oh, I really want to eat this, but I can't. It's just kind of like you just get in that mode of, oh, okay, like what food do I have cooked? Do I need to get some ground beef out of the freezer to thaw it? You know, do I need to thaw some steaks? Do I need to thaw, you know, whatever, just to plan it out just because it's kind of like, this is what I eat now, you know? And I think, I think actually one of the, bi uh, the biggest things that kind of helped me, I guess, starting was Berto told me, you know, his mentality of like, because like I said, like for me previously, like when he told me about keto and he's been doing it, you know, I've known him for as long as he's been doing it to me hearing it then was like, that's crazy. I can't do keto. Like, how am I going to cut my carbs that low? There's no way. And then, um, when, like I was, you know, cutting carbs down and, and speaking with him, you know, he said, you know, one way to look at it is don't look at, I can't have this or I can't have that, but look at all the stuff you can have. Like I can have ground beef. I can have steak. I can have bacon. You know, I can have cheese. I can have, you know, heavy whipping cream in my coffee. 
Um, so I think that helped a lot, like in terms of that mindset going into it, like, you know, in terms of like, I didn't have the mindset of, oh my God, I'm going to be so restricted and I'm going to be missing out on all this stuff that I used to eat. That was really bad for me, but more the mindset of like, okay, I can eat, you know, scrambled eggs and bacon and I can eat, you know, I can make, you know, hamburgers or, you know, cook a steak or whatever along those lines. I, I, I tend to really not eat any chicken. Honestly, I haven't had any chicken since I've been keto. Uh, I used to make it more, you know, previously. Um, I think it's just cause I got, I'd, I'd rather have steak than I'd rather have chicken, you know? So I think that's most of the general population. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I'm like, I've, I've thought about doing like some drumsticks, you know? Um, but, uh, but yeah, like I, I, uh, with that, like kind of mindset about food is kind of like, I mean, honestly, like when I have cravings, I'm like, oh man, like I really want to make that, you know, I'll make like this, basically it's like a bacon cheeseburger in a pan type thing. Um, so I'll be like, if I haven't had that for a week or two, I'll be like, man, you know, I really want to make that bacon cheeseburger in a pan bake thing. And then that's kind of, you know, what I'm craving or, you know, with like ribs, if I haven't had ribs for a couple of weeks, be like, oh, you know, I'm going to get a rack of ribs out and cook them. Uh, this last time I made a mistake of cooking too many ribs. So I'm kind of like sick of ribs at the moment. <laughs> it happens. But, uh, it happens. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, cause you try and meal prep, you know, and, and make it so that all I got to do for my meals is heat it up. Um, but, uh, but yeah, I ended up with like two and a half racks of ribs, um, some bratwurst and then, uh, you know, just, it was just too much pork at once, you know, for every meal, like three meals in a row or four meals of a row of nothing but pork. I was just like, okay, I'm gonna, uh, grab some ground beef out of the freezer and, you know, bake up, you know, make some ground beef and bake it with some poblanos to give it a little, little flavor, a little kick and, you know, top it with some cheese. And, uh, it's pretty easy to like, you know, make some real simple ground beef dishes, you know, that where the majority of what you're eating is ground beef and maybe like some diced up bacon or something. And you could just change, you know, things here and there, like in terms of like put some spinach on it or, or mix it with poblanos and totally change like the flavor of it. And that way, like, I don't get sick of the ground beef, you know? Yeah, I I, I thought about doing a, a video and I should have done it uh, for uh, the beginners group. Uh, but in between getting off of work and uh, starting recording with you guys, I, I got a uh, three pound tube of, of ground beef and threw it in a pan, added some spices, browned it up real good, put it in a container, put it in the fridge, meal prep done. For the week, right? <laughs> yep, yep. Or at least a couple of days. Uh, if it was Berto, it'd probably be like a day and a half. A day, <laughs> a, a day and a meal. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So it, it's it doesn't have to be complicated. So I love that you're pointing that out. So let's um, let's piggyback off of that same idea. Being that you're still only a few months in. Have you run across anything that, that would specifically be like, I wish I'd known this to start or uh, things that you think someone just getting started with keto really needs to know so that they can uh, really catapult themselves forward and make sure that they're, uh, they're getting the most out of it? Uh, so I think like what really helped me, 
I guess prior to even getting started was um, two things. Um, I watched that, you know, Vinny Tortorich fat, the documentary mm-hmm. um, video. Um, and then just being good friends with Birdo. Um, so being that I can just call Birdo and be like, Hey, you do this, like explain this to me, you know, like, what do you do? Cause I'd start to see him post on, on his, uh, personal Facebook page, you know, some of his meals and stuff. And I think prior to that, I, I, I didn't really have a grasp of, I guess what keto eating was, you know, like you could tell me like, Oh, you don't eat carbs. Oh, okay, cool. I mean, that doesn't really register to me as like as much as seeing Berto post like two pounds of meat talking about <laughs> this is my lunch. You know? so, so I kind of I would be like, I'd call him. I'd be like, did you seriously just eat all that for one meal? And he'd be like, yeah, yeah, this is what I eat. You know, I'm eating. And he started telling me his macros. And I'm like, and you're staying lean, eating almost 4000 calories a day. And he's like, yep. Yep. And I'm like, okay. Uh, so I think like that really helped for me. Cause I, like I said, I think prior to that, you know, even, even, even knowing Berto and knowing his successes to me, just that, um, the fact that like everything that I think most people eat, I, I know myself, I had a very carb heavy diet, you know? So like you get a burger, you know, you got a bun, right? You get, hot dogs, you got a bun, um, grilled cheese. You know, I used to love to make grilled cheeses. Um, sweets were always my thing. Um, I mean, you go to Starbucks or Dunkin Donuts and you get one of their, you know, if you go to Starbucks and get a Frappuccino, like the amount of sugar that's in one of those. So, um, you know, sugary things have always been my thing. So like if, you know, you hear, before that like well you can only have 25 grams of carbs and like you look it up and it's like well one medium gala apple is 22 grams of carbs um but i mean i think it's what like five grams of that is fiber so it's like 17 net so it's like okay so basically you have two apples and you're not keto so to me like just the way my diet was previously and especially liking sweet stuff um liking pizza uh, it just seemed like a unattainable, I guess, way of, of eating to me. Um, so, um, you know, just knowing from Berto, like what he was eating and then, you know, him telling me that whole, like, don't have the mindset of you're being restricted and you can't have this stuff, like, just like have the mindset of, look at all this delicious stuff that I can eat. Um, and I think that was a big thing for me to make it like to where it was like, Oh, okay. You know, like I said, I could have, you know, uh, like I never really ate almonds before. And now like, I love like blue diamond almonds. They got the uh, smokehouse flavor and habanero barbecue. And I forget which one is which on carbs. One of them's like three grams net in the little one and a half ounce tube. And the other one's like four grams net. Um, so like, and it tastes really good. So, uh, so yeah, I guess just, just kind of realizing that like, it may sound crazy to cut your carbs that low, but like in all actuality, if you sit down and you look at it and like, you know, food should be to fuel your body and 
like it shouldn't be a reward or a punishment or anything like that. You know, I think that's one of the, the biggest things in terms of being successful with it is like, you know, having more of that mindset that this is what I need to eat to for myself, you know, to better myself and to better my health. Um, and just to, to get to where I want to go, you know, I mean, like, you know, for me, you know, your health declining, you know, obviously coming into your head, like, you know, Hey, the way I'm going, you know, I'm probably not going to make it that long. You know, I'm probably going to die fairly young. Like that's a good motivator. Um, and so, you know, I, I, I think just having the right mindset about food, I think was really the, one of the biggest things that helped me. Uh, get into it. And then even to this day, you know, right now, um, it, it still helps me because like, you know, obviously we just had the holidays, you know, family get togethers and everything, friends, you know, some of our suppliers give us, you know, uh, trays of like uh, chocolate covered, you know, almonds or, you know, cookies or, you know, different like um, jams and like mustards and you know, kind of like all that gourmet stuff that has a lot of sugar in it. Um, and honestly, like, you know, both Thanksgiving, Christmas and New Year's, uh, I ate keto the entire time. Um, and to me, it wasn't like, oh, my God, like I'm totally missing out on this or I'm not living my life or anything like that. To me, it was just like, you know, oh, OK, this is, you know, this is what I eat now. Like, you know, there's ham here that didn't, you know, didn't have, it wasn't like, uh, the hams that you get that have like, uh, all the, whatever the, the sugar in them and stuff. It was, uh, just a plain ham that was, you know, slow cooked. And, um, so there was like ham, asparagus, and then, uh, avocado. So like, to me, I mean, I love all that stuff. So, uh, I guess having that mindset and not thinking that I was like, punishing myself or I was like totally missing out on the holidays because I wasn't having all these like Christmas cookies and everything. Um, like even, you know, like I said, even to this day, that's a, that's a huge, uh, benefit for me. Um, having that mindset just to keep me on the right track, you know? Well, it sounds like, yeah, <laughs> wow. Like <laughs> drop the mic. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I think that you're you're very definitely doing uh, and having the type of experience that uh, we want every person who is getting into keto. That that's honestly what my my first holiday season was like too. Where it's just kind of you know I don't need this this stuff. Um, I've got some keto sweets that I you know that that we made. My wife was doing it with me at the time, and she bakes, and so she she made a few things and 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 whatnot that was uh, keto friendly, but still kind of sweet. But it, while it was nice, it wasn't necessary. And uh, so you're, you're winning and uh, hopefully um, you'll be able to continue to, to, to win in such a way that it's an example to others who are just getting started as well and be able to really set themselves up to win in the long run, whatever that looks like. Uh, yeah. 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 Like I said, you know, I, if, if people, you know, I guess kind of had access to their, I mean, what they do in the group, you know, you got access to Birdo and like, I see Birdo make comments all the time and like, 
I mean, like he can attest to like, I'll see him make a comment to somebody and I'll like screenshot it or sometimes I'll comment at him or whatever, you know, but like I'll just screenshot it and text it to him. And I'm like, yeah, I'm like, you know, that's exactly like just his mindset is like, you know, kind of has helped me try to have that same mindset about it. Like I remember one comment he made, I, I don't, I couldn't remember what the, what the comment thread was about or the post about or whatever. And, um, you know, Berto made the comment. He just said, you know, uh, it's, it's you against your vices, you know, for your health. And which one are you going to let, you know, let win. And, uh, you know, to me, I kind of love that kind of like mindset or like motivation. Like it's almost kind of like being called out, you know? Um, and uh, I, everyone obviously, you know, operates differently or whatever. But to me, it's like, yeah, that's true. Like, it's just food. You know, I don't need to have, you know, pizza or I don't need to have grilled cheese, you know, because like I, I know there's like keto breads and all that out there. Keto pizza crust, although that pork rind pizza crust that Berto made the other day, that stuff looks delicious. Um, but that's yeah, you know, I don't. <laughs> yeah. <right. laughs> so, you know, I, I, I think if 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 uh, the group really helps, I think if people are open to uh, listening to like, you know, those of you guys that have been doing this for a while, you know, stuff that you've learned, because that's what I've kind of told Berto like along the way. And I'll be like, oh, you know, I did this this week. You know, like I said, like when I transitioned from having too much of like the processed meats to, you know, just like regular grass fed ground beef and, you know, some steaks that were on sale at the grocery store, you know, the differences that I made and then, um, or that I noticed like in myself. And, um, you know, I think if, if guys really, you know, pay attention and use the, the help that's available to them from the group and, and like, obviously from these podcasts as well, that, um, you know, if you, if you have an open mind and, and you're willing to listen to, what other guys do and, and what's worked. Um, you know, you can try different things and, and really, and, and really try and get that same mindset or that same, you know, just get into where it's kind of more of a routine versus like having to like force yourself or, or feel like you're missing out on food or anything like that, you know? Cause I know for me, like food's always been a slippery slope, you know, like I could be, you know, really dedicated weightlifting and everything, but, you know, you start eating, you know, eating out or like going, I'd be going to like Taco Bell and it just, it always was like a slippery slope kind of because like you, you do it at first and you're like, oh, you know, yeah, I had that meal, like a cheat meal basically or a cheat day and nothing happened. And so you kind of said then like, you know, your body starts to crave more of that food that you ate. And then it just kind of, it's just for me, it's, it's a very slippery slope and it snowballs into where like that cheat meal turned into a cheat day. And then that turned into, well, you know, I'm busy today. I'm just going to swing by and, you know, get a pizza or, you know, stuff like that. So I think, uh, you know, taking the advice from, from you guys that have been doing this for a while and, and putting on this podcast and, you know, everybody that you guys talk to definitely, definitely helps out in terms of like hearing what's worked for different guys and kind of stuff that they've, picked up on you know themselves fantastic 
Uh, one last question because I promised we'd do it before we buttoned up. You know, you said you haven't worked out in a while. You're getting back to the gym. Uh, just go over some of your uh, some of your your lifting numbers from. Uh, I don't want to say back when you're in your prime because you're you're just about fat adapted by now. And let me tell you, things are going to start getting real fun if you start attacking the gym the way you used to. <laughs> like, like, yeah. I'm actually excited as to what you're going to be able to accomplish. But like, you know, last time you were you were on your biggest your last lifting stint. What were yeah. some of your most impressive numbers, your biggest favorite lifts and stuff like that? Uh, I always like benching. Um, I was benching. Uh, I could either do volume or I could do weight. So like if I did volume, I could do like 10 sets of 10 at 225 um, with a minute rest between them. Uh, killer volume, killer pump. I love that shit. You know, the amount of pain involved in that. Um, weight wise, I think I got up to... I was benching 365 um, for two, maybe, or 365 for three. I never legit did a max because, like, uh, my my dad comes over and spots for me, and my dad is now um, my dad's 74. So uh, I don't clip the weights on. You know, I've always just told him, hey, if I get stuck and we can't lift it, like that's cool. I can hold it on my chest, you know, and just slide the weights off the bar for me. Um, but yeah, so I got up to about three, uh, 365 for two or three. Um, that was always, always good. Um, one arm dumbbell rows, uh, you know, back exercise. That was always, I always used to love that. Um, most I ever one arm dumbbell rowed was like 170. Um, that was fun. Um, like uh other uh, back back exercises chest exercises those are always kind of my favorites um you know curls if i got a little little bit of momentum with like hammer curls and stuff i could hammer curl like 85 uh you know 85 pound dumbbell in can um and then legs for me legs was always like uh they got my biggest at volume so I just did a lot of volume, you know, I mean, I could, I could get up to like 850 on the leg press for volume. Um, because when I went to max out, uh, not my last stint, but I, well, that was kind of a long, you know, I don't know how many years that was. That was like five years, six years, maybe of lifting there. Um, but, uh, when I previously went for numbers on the leg press, I got up to uh 1500 pounds for, you know, uh, <laughs> a, a, a single, you know, and, um, that was always, you know, that was always like a goal for me. I mean, like I'm, I'm kind of aggravated on the bench press. I didn't hit my goal. My goal was four plates per side, uh, flat bench, which is, uh, four Oh five. Um, so that's still, that's still there in the back of my head, you know, that I didn't hit four Oh five. Um, and that's, that's still a goal of mine. Um, but yeah, just basically like, uh, you know, once I, I can get into it and really get into a routine with it, you know, I really start to like, I, don't know, I guess just kind of like feed off of the momentum, you know, like, um, and I think that holds true with like, uh, keto as well. You know, once you, once you really start to dial things in and you're like, oh shit, like I lost some more weight and oh, you know, my pants are fitting looser and oh, I dropped a pant size and you know, well now not only did I drop a pant size, but crap, now I need a belt for these pants, you know? And it's just kind of one of those, like, you kind of feed off the momentum. Like, you see the results of what you're doing, and it's like, okay, let me let me continue this, you know, because you like what you see. Um, and so weightlifting was always 
always like that for me. And, uh, you know, the, the downside with me is like, you know, being all or nothing is like, if I can get into something, like I can really get into it and like attack it, you know, give it, give it everything I've got. Um, and if for whatever reason, you know, I get out of something, you know, like, you know, things come up in life, you know, and they get you off your game or whatever, or, you know, whatever the case is, like, you know, that's always been a downside with me is like, if I get out of something, like, I really get out of something, you know, so uh, there's never really been a middle ground. So um, that's why, like, I kind of kind of get into everything slowly, kind of get into a rhythm. And then, like, once you get that rhythm going and that routine, just kind of kind of roll with it, you know, and then and just see what you can do. Because one thing I, I have noticed, and this is, I think, a few two maybe two weeks ago, uh, you and I were talking, um, uh, maybe three, I don't know, I lose track of time, but my energy levels have really gone up you know to where i'm like wow like i got all this energy and like i don't get tired and like now i'm operating just like i was used to on a lot less sleep like you know five and a half six hours of sleep versus before when i was unhealthy i mean i could sleep for eight or nine hours a night and i would still be exhausted you know i think that might be a sign of fat fat adaptation there buddy Mm-hmm. yeah yeah i started uh you know just like start out light you know so like i said so like i'll start like you know incline walking on a treadmill you know nothing crazy i don't even remember the speed i got up to because the speed you know wasn't my goal it was just to get up to a nice you know nice walk nice brisk walk and then you know raise the the incline up i i didn't really pay attention to what i raised it up to either honestly i you know maybe i didn't nothing crazy maybe it went up like four percent or something like that um, but I just, just kind of do that, you know, do that for 15, 20 minutes. And then you're like, oh, okay, yeah, man, you're like, I'm, I'm feeling good from that. And then, you know, you just get into that. And, um, I, I was impressed, like, cause you know, from, from how I felt previously, like you would think, ah, oh, 20 minutes walking on the treadmill is nothing, but like, you know, previously, yeah, I probably would have been like a little winded, a little tired, you know? <laughs> Yeah. Well, I think, uh, <laughs> any other questions, uh, Jim or Berto? Well, I was going to ask, uh, for dirty secrets about Berto, but considering our time <laughs> and everything, I figured it'd be safe for, uh, making that for the, uh, the after we hit uh stop on the record kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. That works. <laughs> yeah. That we'll works. make that the, the keto after dark portion. of. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, the after show for the after show. Um, well, Dan, thank you so much for joining us and uh, sharing your story so far where, uh, it's, it's exciting to hear the success that you're already seeing and is going to be exciting to continue to watch you win as you uh, continue to push forward and pursue the best health that you can possibly reach. Um, uh, a, a reminder to our listeners, um, we, we covet your support. And if you found this, uh, this story, uh, inspiring or encouraging, would you share it, uh, either just send out the link, uh, or, you know, pass along in a, in a message to someone who you think might, might benefit from it. Uh, we, we definitely want to make an impact in any way that we possibly can on the world. And stories like this one help do that. 
And so it has less to do with me and Jim and Berto, although we like being a part of it. Uh, but it has a lot to do with the uh, stories that we're getting to uh, to share with our uh, from our guests. So absolutely wonderful to get to have uh, Dan sh- uh, share his story with us for that purpose. Uh, and again, thank you for that. You can connect with the uh, with with the podcast on our website by going to the keto man's club.com and connect with our Instagram at, at keto man's club podcast. And that's uh, direct ways that you can get in touch with us. You can also email us at keto man's club podcast at gmail.com, or you can even call and leave a voicemail. That number is 512-518-6161. We uh, really look forward to getting to do more and more of this. And we want to hear your feedback. You can leave that feedback either on the voicemail or via email, but you can also leave that feedback on, uh, on the Apple podcast uh, side of things. And that way other potential listeners can, can see your reviews and your comments. And we check those comments and, and we really do appreciate uh, the honest feedback that we've gotten whether it be positive or negative we appreciate that feedback whatever that that looks like and uh, it helps us become better well uh, let's go around the horn real quickly dan um online how can people connect with you uh facebook yeah i'm in the keto group um and uh try and you know comment in there as as much as possible and i've had a few people from there you know when i post up recipes or whatever there's something i'll make They'll message me, uh, you know, about how I did this or that or whatever, uh, food related. So always uh, willing to help anybody that's looking for, you know, different ways to to cook something, you know, just to to mix it up so they don't get sick of eating the same food over and over again, you know. Absolutely, uh, Berto. Uh, the group as always, and on Instagram at the Keto Cholo. Jim, how about you? Ditto on the group, and um, Instagram is Jim Inman Jr. And you can connect with me online on Instagram uh, through at Duckman Keto, or as uh, as with everybody else on the group, I'm I'm pretty pretty much always accessible. And so that's how you can connect with us. All of the links to the social, uh, to the podcast. Uh, please make sure that you subscribe to the podcast if you enjoyed uh, what we you know, what you heard today. Uh, but all of the links for that are on our website, the keto man's club.com. And with that, any parting shots, Jim, last words. The only thing I would just remind everybody, if you are listening to this podcast or any of our other episodes, and you're just starting out on your keto journey, uh, look up TKMC beginners on Facebook. Uh, we've talked about it, um, over the last couple of episodes, but that is our new group for men who are just starting out on the keto journey. So again, just look up TKMC beginners and um, answer a couple quick questions. We'll get you in there and uh, just keep giving you all kinds of great info like we've done tonight and in the groups and away we go. Absolutely. Uh, Berto, any parting shots? Well, I was just going to say that uh, this was officially the interview for Dan to help out in the beginner group. And lucky for you, I think you passed. (laughs) (laughs) I think so. Um, yeah, we're we're gonna make sure that he's in there and he's uh, he gets involved with that. I have a feeling that that won't be a problem at all. Well, uh, it's been a pleasure once again to get to chat with you guys, and that's it for this week. Until next week, make sure to eat meat, lift heavy, sleep, and repeat. 
thank you for joining us for the Keto Man's Club podcast. Your support means the world to us. Don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss an episode. Would you help us spread the word about the Keto Man's Club by sharing with your friends and family? We're available on all podcast platforms, so just search for Keto Man's Club and you'll find us. If you would like to connect with us, you can do so a number of ways. Our web address leads to our Facebook group, theketomansclub.com. That's T H E. K-E-T-O-M-A-N-S-C-L-U-B.com. You can also follow us on Instagram at Keto Man's Club Podcast. Lastly, if you have any comments or questions, feel free to reach out via email to Keto Man's Club Podcast at gmail.com. Thank you again for joining us today, and we look forward to hanging out with you again next week.